2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today.
1: How will the Dallas Cowboys
3: cope without Dak Prescott? The Steelers opened the season in dramatic fashion, and now they may pay for it. And Baker Mayfield was robbed of redemption. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Today.
4: Searching all major
2: sports found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: Coming out of the weekend, there is always a ton of injury news and none bigger, perhaps across the league, than Dak Prescott having to have surgery on his thumb, on his throwing hand. He is going to be out a while in a season that Jerry Jones all but said is Super Bowl or bust. Marcus Moser from Locked On Cowboys joins me now. And I'm not going to ask you to play doctor, thankfully, Um, not even if you stayed at a holiday in last night. But now that we know that he's going to have the surgery and is going to be out an indeterminate amount of time, what is the plan for the Cowboys to at least tread water to give themselves a chance at the end of the season if Dak
1: can come back? I I think the plan was just to tread water with Dak on the field like I, I it's everything everything to me about this team just meant it's like hey let's try to get to the regular season if we can sneak into the playoffs and give us a chance that's great without Dak you're, you're hopeless right? I mean you really are the offense isn't good the offensive line is bad that they've got one NFL receiver the running game was not very good There's not an easy fix, Peter. It's just you're going to have to get through the next 10, 11, 12 games with Cooper Rush and Will Greer quarterback.
3: Okay, I think that's going to raise the question. Do they? Do they actually have to do that? I can think of at least one guy who has playoff experience who may or may not have beaten the Cowboys in the playoffs last year. QB wins, not a thing, but his team beat the Cowboys in the playoffs last, last year who might be available. One, James Garoppolo how reasonable an option do you think that might be? If it, if it
1: turns out Dak is going to miss eight, 10, 12 weeks. I really don't think it's reasonable at all for a couple reasons, right? Number one, Jimmy Garoppolo is very injury prone. Like he's missed a ton of time with injuries on top of that. He hasn't worked all off season because of a shoulder injury. And when we last saw him play, it wasn't like he was great, right? The 49ers (laughs) gave up three first round picks. So they didn't have to play Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think trading for him and inserting him in the lineup suddenly makes the Cowboys contenders. So I don't really understand the point of even entertaining that idea. So
3: what is the point then of the next 2 or 3 months? How do you how do you find a way to evaluate this team? How do you find a way to evaluate Mike McCarthy in all of this? Because that yeah, seems I, like that's the biggest question moving forward is what happens with Mike McCarthy.
1: Yeah, I woke up this morning just wondering that same what uh point what's what's the point of all of this? Peter it's, <laughs> It's really, really bleak for the Cowboys now. I mean, you're just evaluating some of your young offensive linemen. You're hoping some of the young receivers can play better because you're looking ahead to 2023. And that sucks after one game of the season, but that's just the reality of it right now.
3: Why was Jalen Tolbert, the third round pick, who was supposed to come in and play real snaps for them, we thought, a healthy scratch in week one?
1: because he got beat out by an undrafted free agent, Dennis Houston, and he was too inconsistent during the summer in practices. And he just wasn't one of their top five receivers. And that's really terrifying if you're the Cowboys, because you don't really acquire players other than the draft. And if you missed on a third round pick, pretty tough.
3: I think that's emblematic though, of, of the point of all this too, is it's not like they have young players to like, Hey, let's see what this guy has. Like, where are the young promising players? Well, Micah Parsons, but we know what he is. They're on defense,
1: right? They're just not on offense. You have one super promising receiver in CeeDee Lamb. Outside of that, it's Dalton Schultz playing on the franchise tag. It's Ezekiel Elliott playing on a huge contract. It's Tony Pollard in the last year of his contract. All of your young, exciting dudes are on the other side of the ball. It's going to make offense kind of hard to watch over the next few months.
3: Stay up to date all season on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and the Locked on Cowboys podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked on Sports Today your first listen. Coming up after winning in week one, the Pittsburgh Steelers received grim news.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. I use it for my fantasy football leagues. You probably use it for yours too. And they're climbing the charts with over 4 million users. They just launched 22 new features, including their new over-unders game integrated right into the fantasy interface. The first sports content game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, But you can also do it through your Fantasy League's matchup screen. Again, you probably already use this app for your Fantasy League. Now you can play over-unders as well. Pick rushing yards, for example. You pick the over or the under. You pick the amount of money you want to wager. And you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. You are not going to find those odds at other sites. Plus, this is built right into your league. It's got a built-in group chat function so you can talk your smack whenever you want. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Join our listener group at sleeper.com slash locked on today and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, sleeper.com slash locked on today and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: The San Francisco 49ers will be without running back Elijah Mitchell for about two months, according to Kyle Shanahan, on Monday. Mitchell suffered a sprained MCL in his right knee in Sunday's 19-10 loss to the Chicago Bears. He departed the game with about 10 minutes left in the second quarter, and a return was ruled out just before halftime. After Mitchell was ruled out, it wasn't clear how he was hurt. But Shanahan said Monday that the running back suffered the injury on an 11-yard runoff left tackle with just under 13 minutes left in the second quarter. Replay show, Bears safety Eddie Jackson diving to make the tackle on Mitchell and colliding with his knee just as Mitchell is planting his foot in the ground. And it was a wet track in Chicago. Could have been even worse, potentially. This is still tough news for the 49ers. Under siege after one loss. New York Jets coach Robert Sala fired back at his team's critics Monday, vowing to hold them accountable when the time is right. I know it's going to happen, Sala said of the turnaround, and we're all taking receipts from all the people who continually mock and say that we're not going to do anything. He admitted the challenge of revitalizing the Jets is exhausting, but he expressed confidence in his ability to do it despite 14 losses in his first 18 games. We are still, of course, waiting to see the evidence of that confidence. After a woeful offensive performance in a 17-14 loss at Appalachian State, one of the biggest upsets in Texas A&M history, Aggies coach Jimbo Fisher was asked on Monday if he would consider relinquishing play calling duties. In time, I would, Fisher said, possibly could. You always evaluate those things. Texas A&M is 103 nationally in total offense after gaining just nine first downs and 186 yards of total offense against App State, which had given up 63 points to North Carolina the week before. We'll evaluate everything this week, Fisher said. We'll evaluate every position this week. We'll see if that actually includes play caller. Denny Ainge joined the Utah Jazz as director of basketball operations when Utah was 19-7 and a season removed from having the best record in the Western Conference. But as the season went on, Ainge saw something he didn't like. What I saw during the season was a group of players that didn't really believe in each other, Ainge told reporters at a news conference on Monday. Like the whole group, I think they liked each other even more than what was reported, but I'm not sure there was belief the fifth seeded jazz fell in six games to the dallas mavericks in the opening round of the 2022 playoffs ainge said i'm just saying when adversity hit the resolve you could see in a team that has a true belief in each other's back or one another and week one of the nfl closed out with russell wilson leading the broncos to face his old team the seattle seahawks and much like what often happened with russ and the seahawks at home the Seahawks won.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: It wasn't the cleanest game. It may have been the drunkest game <laughs> of the weekend. It was a game neither team seemed to want to win, but the Pittsburgh Steelers found a way to pull it out 23-20 when it looked like this was headed for a tie. Would have been the second tie of the week one. Slate, joining me now from Locked On Steelers, Chris Carter. Chris, in a game that, that someone had to win. Well, unless it was a tie. Uh, the Steelers found a way to do it. It felt like good news, bad news, because we got the news about TJ Watts injury, which now seems like it might not be as bad as initially feared. So how do you come out of week one feeling about this Steelers
0: team? I mean, you, you got to feel positive about going on the road and winning. And, and the, 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 the that, now that we're hearing that TJ Watt and Najee Harris both look like they're going to get the lesser versions of the worst injuries that were feared there there's a lot of hope that this team can can pull through because you look at they got the Patriots they got the Jets in the upcoming week they got a few teams that you can probably bang with without some of your best guys maybe not definitely win but at least compete with and, and the thing about the Steelers winning this weekend it wasn't just the normal TJ Watt just doing everything Alex Highsmith had three sacks Minka Fitzpatrick had a pick six there were there were, t- there were two or two other uh, cornerbacks who had interceptions on Joe Burrow they shut down Joe Mixon the run game was not a factor the way it was for every team that that faced the Steelers last year, there were a lot of really good things that this defense did. And even when TJ Watt came off the field, they were communicating and being in the right spaces. I really think that this was a good sign for the defense. The offense, a lot of work to do. Mitch Trubisky, you know, was way off rhythm, I think, a lot. He came up big in that final overtime dry to get them in field goal range. They need to fix that. Uh, but if, if you're the Steelers, that's the defense you were hoping for, the reason that you went and got Levi Wallace to to, to add depth at the cornerback room, the reason you got Demonte KZ, even though he didn't play in this game, the reason you got Miles Jack, Larry Ogunjobi, it added up, and that was the reason why they won the game.
3: Mike Talon said that Mitch Trubisky was going to be the starter for the season. At least that was the intention. After this performance, you mentioned the end. How likely do you think that actually is, given Kenny Pickett's presence on the roster at former first-round pick?
0: I still think it's going to be a, a bit before we even see Kenny Pickett. Uh, if uh, I think if we see Kenny Pickett this year, it's more likely due to an injury to Mitch Trubisky than necessarily a benching. If you watch that game closely, the one thing, yes, Mitch Trubisky didn't have a great game, but he still had a better passer rating than Joe Burrow. You know why? Cause he didn't turn the ball over and that's what they got him for. They were like, listen, just don't make the dumb mistake when you're under pressure. And that's what he was able to do in this game. There were several times the Bengals were able to get pressure in his face and sometimes he even completed some decent passes. But the biggest thing was get the throwaway off. There was one time there was a defender that had him wrapped up in the end zone. He got the ball off it. So he avoided the safety and was able to get the ball to you know close to a, a target so to a to a tight end so he was able to avoid any any problem with the safety so really good things from him just to protect the football which is all they're asking of their quarterback this season but Kenny Pickett is definitely still a future on that team
3: what is the ceiling of this team then we saw them beat the defending AFC champs of this team with the defense as currently constructed and Mitch Trubisky at quarterback
0: I mean I, I said all along they were gonna beat that team I, I said it I said it all week long I said it on the crossover to the Bengals guys I said it on Friday again when I gave my final prediction they were gonna beat the team I even said 24 20 in my final prediction I was one point off but um I, I will say all along I, I, I've been saying this is still a 10 a 9 10 maybe even 11 win team the Steelers' defense is for real. They they are and they're back. And Devin Bush is playing at a, at a at a much higher level than he was last year. Miles Jack is at a much higher level than Joe Schobert was last year. And Minka Fitzpatrick is playing like the best safety in football, like he has been, and he has been a two uh, the, uh for two back to back first pro uh, first team All Pro seasons in 2019 and 2020. If they can keep that synergy up, and if T.J. Watt can only miss maybe a month of time. This is a team that can get it together and find a way. And I do think they have enough playmakers on offense to make life easier for Trubisky in the long run. And that'll be what gets them there, but they got to stay focused. They got it. They can't, they can't lose some of the games that are directly in front of them. They got the Patriots come up. Patriots had a rough week. They'll be looking to bounce back. The Steelers got to, got to handle their business at home and try to get to two and zero. and we'll see just how long both TJ Watt and Najee Harris will miss time. Coming up. Baker Mayfield was robbed.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: It was a revenge game in week one. Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers against the Cleveland Browns. And he did it, orchestrating a late drive to give the Panthers a small lead with not much time left on the clock. As Julian Council of Locked on Panthers points out, though, the Panthers were robbed of their moment by more than just the Cleveland Browns.
4: The Carolina Panthers did themselves no favors this afternoon. The offense was MIA throughout the entirety of the first half. The defense could not get off the field. And even with Cleveland being aided with that rough-in-the-passer, Carolina has to get a stop. They have to be able to push the Browns out of any sort of field goal range for Cade York, who in his first game ever nails a 58-yard field goal. So tip of the cap to him for being able to do that. But it's unfortunate. It's a deflating loss for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, it's only one of 17. Let's not get too caught up in one game, and get too emotional. The Carolina Panthers have plenty of opportunity this year to be a good football team. I'm not going to change my thoughts of the Carolina Panthers because of one game. Now, this is a game, in my opinion, that they needed to win because they were playing against a backup quarterback who played as poorly in the passing game as Jacoby Brissett played today. For me, though, it's deflating because this is a young team that needs to learn how to win. They had finally, finally been able to have a quarterback to orchestrate a last-minute drive to put them in a position to win the game. The kicker, finally, finally, after all the misses from Joey Sly made the kick and it looked like they were going to be playing sweet Caroline and people were going to be singing after that game at bank of America stadium. But unfortunately aided by the referees and a gas defense, the Panthers lose on what is simply a spectacular kick by Cade York. The Browns probably a more deserving football team throughout the day. If we're being honest, just the way how they controlled the game time of possession, running the ball, didn't turn the ball over. Carolina had the turnover. Baker didn't look great to start off. But even still, just a tough loss week one to make all these mistakes and to still be in position to win the game, then to capitalize, at least offensively, and to take the lead late, only to give it away with the help of the referees on Sunday afternoon. So, unfortunate Carolina lost that game. The refs didn't help them in the end. You'd never want to leave it up to them, but still, that's two calls, especially the second one, that they just can't get wrong.
3: This is all true, and we should be pointing out officiating blunders when they happen, especially when it is the difference between winning and losing. But if you're the Carolina Panthers, playing a team with a backup quarterback who has come into this season amidst roiling turmoil, and you are any kind of team You win with some level of convincing status. They didn't do it in this game. Baker Mayfield, he played fine. Christian McCaffrey, he played fine. The offensive playmakers around them, eh. the defense, eh. Matt Rule, a lot of, eh. it's not great in Carolina right now. You don't want officials having to make these decisions. And if you are relying on a call to go your way in the final minutes against a team with a backup quarterback that understands it is a long road for the next two and a half months while they wait for their franchise quarterback to come back from some of the most ugly allegations we have ever seen against a professional athlete of any kind over the last 25 years, then, frankly, you just don't deserve to win the game. Now, again, it's still okay and important to point out the bad calls that led us to that point. But in a situation, in a season where a coach's job is on the line, when you trade for a new starting quarterback who is motivated to beat his former team, who had plenty of words to say about that former team, You have to come with more than this. You have to come with more than excuses. And finally, last week, Brian Kelly gave a reporter grief for showing up late to a press conference by telling her everyone who is late puts $10 in the jar. Coach Kelly is a man of his word when it comes to this, it appears.
4: $10. So let's get that out of the way right away. I'll... I'll take a money order from the advocate. I don't take a check, because it might bounce. Oh, yours, it's personal. I I thought it was a business expense.
3: The original rant was lame. I stand by it, that was lame, and he should not have done it, and now he looks stupid. That's just the reality of the situation. He looked dumb, he felt salty, because his team did not play up to standard, and they lost, and he was salty about it. And now he just looks salty. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who will bounce back in week two of the NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.